Here we go. Second line. Second line. Tesvav Manalaf. Gufam Rav Yudam Hashmo Yurches Gazru Uvi Yurches Nechlaku. So we said that there were 18 Gzairus that were done on that day, the day that they went to the attic of Hanani ben Gurun, and Yurches Nechlaku Nir Machoikas on 18. Of these 18, there was a Machoikas. So the Gemara says, Vatani went in a Raisa Hushvu that they agreed. So it wasn't a Machoikas, or did they agree? Pick one. So the Gemara says, so that day, that famous day, they had a machlekes. Ulamachar the next day, hushvu. So Hillel agreed, base Hillel agreed to Beishamai, and that's how you uh, answer the the, the stira. One Bryce was talking about that day itself. Uh, that day there was eighteen machlekesin. They did a, the math, and Shammai outnumbered Hillel. So that's how they paskin. It happens to be the next day, base Hillel agreed to the shita of Beishamai. Here we go, gufa. There is eighteen. There's three places where there's machlekes shamai and hillel, meaning not base hillel base shamai. When it comes to base hillel base shamai, there are three hundred cases, perhaps. When it comes to shamai hillel, we only have three of them. Shamai oimer, shamai says mikav chala, meaning there's a discussion in the Tanam already when the Torah says reishis arisay sechem tarimu. Uh, uh, Lashem. You have to separate Chala, you give it to the Kayin, you don't give it to Hashem, but you give it to the Kayin. So what's the minimum shear of Chala? All our wives were taught in, uh, in seminary, five pounds of flour. So we're going to see it's not really true. So the question is, what is the shear, the minimum shear? A person's making cookies, you're making uh, Chala. When, when are you chayev to do a freshest Chala? So Shammai Oimer, Mikav Chala, that you have to separate when you bake a shear of kav, of flour. So we'll see what that means in a moment. For mikabaim, you need two kabim of flour in order for one to be chayv in chala. The chachamim say, All you need is kav and a mech, so you need a kav and a half. Now where are they getting the shear from? So Toysus explains that the Pasuk says, There's another Pasuk that tells us by the man, how much the Yidin ate, and how much did they eat? It was an Asiris Ha'efa. So you do the math. Now it depends how you calculate Asiris Ha'efa. We do the math. The math is you have 432 eggs in an Efa. Asiris Ha'efa is 40, 43.2 uh, eggs. That's you have Asiris Ha'efa. So a tenth of Efa is, is 43.2 eggs. That is the Shita of the Chachamim of Kav Umechza, and that's actually how we pass him, Chayi B'chala. Toysus goes through uh, how Shammai got his calculation in Hillel. They were learning a serious Eifah is not exactly a tenth, either it's a ninth, or if you look at uh, Toysus, it brings down different shitas. Now, just by the way, how do you do the math? So, how do you remember this? So, the Shach in Shulchan Aruch says that, that Chala, Ches, Lamed, He, is 43. So, that's you know, that Havrashah's Chala is a sheer of 43.2, it's close, chala, so 43.2 eggs, that's the volume that you're chayv in Afrosh's chala, with the bracha. So the question is, how do you do the math? According to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and many of the Paiskim, the share of an egg is two fluid ounces. So do the math, you have 43, we'll do the math right now, we'll do 43.2 times two, two fluid ounces, you have 86.4 fluid ounces, you divide it by 8, 10.8 cups 
is the minimum share for our first chal. That's the sheet of Ramosha Feinstein. You could maybe add another few decimals here, maybe uh, 10.9, 11 cups. Once you're ready, 12 cups, clearly Ramosha Feinstein would hold you are chayv and afresh chala. That is usually way below your classic five pounds of flour that women are taught. But okay, so the psak would be 10.8 or 11 and above. That is kav umechza, and that is chayv and chala. Now, mishihigdilu hamid, this is a little complicated. When you learn hilchashala, you start doing the math, you're going to say, whoa, they, uh, they are totally off. So there's two, there's two steps here. There's the concept of, of uh, the midos of the midbar. We call it midos midbarius. So if you do the math, I had 43.2 eggs. So 43.2 eggs. Now, how many eggs are in a lug? So let's think about it. What's a revius? Your classic revius, you know, Pesach's coming up. We're going to try to figure out, I need a revius of wine for my dollar kaisos. What's a revius? So the Gemara tells us a revius is a revius halug. A quarter of what? It's a quarter of a lug. So a lug has four revius in it, okay? What's the share of a revius? The Gemara Msachim tells us, beitza v'chetzi. So if there are four revius in a lug, so how many eggs are you going to have? You're going to have six eggs. If a beitza v'chetzi is a revius, you're going to have six eggs in a lug. So 43.2 divided by 6 gives me 7.2 lugin. Not 6 lugin, not, uh, right? So, so, what, what, so where does the math, how does the math uh, go off? So, halach, so what happened was is that they added a fifth. At some point, they started calculating differently than was calculated in the midbar, meaning the shear stayed the same. You needed 43.2 eggs, that's the shear of Hashashala. They changed how they calculated a lug. So instead of a lug being a certain amount of eggs, it was another fifth. So the jump from six to 7.2 is a fifth, right? 1.2 is a fifth of a sixth, so they ended up being 7.2 lugan. That's just the way they do the math. If you look in Shulchan Aruch and Hashashala, you get confused, but you have to realize, the nice Kalim tell you that where there's different is going here. So, that was some when they added this mida of Yerushalmi, we called midas Yerushalmis, the, the Yerushalmi midas, they added uh, a fifth to it. Amru Chamesha Servam, Kemach need to have five revoim of Kemach, five lugin of Kemach, that's Chayven Chalar of Yosem, Chamesha Peturin, five revoim would be Potter. And five lugin, and a little bit, they would be chayev. I'm not going to get into this. If you look at Rashi and Taisvis, you'll see that they, they uh, call it that there were large eggs. Art School has a few footnotes on this. You can start doing the math. But let's leave it at that. So that's one machoikis of Beisham and Basil. So we pass on the Chachamim in this case, where it would be. Uh, it would be a Kav Chetzi, that's the Halachalamaisa, 43.2 eggs is your share Chala. That is number one. So we have Machlekes number one, the Idach, Machlekes number two. Hilalimer, Meloi Hin Mayim, Shuvin, Poislanes HaMikvah. So let's say you're filling up a mikvah. Imagine you build a swimming pool in your backyard, and before you add any filters or anything else, you, you want a mikvah. I want a kosher mikvah in my backyard, okay? So you're gonna, you know, you fill in the concrete and you're waiting for it to rain. It starts raining, but before you get 40 saw of water, of rainwater, there's a way to mess up. If someone adds in Mayim Shuvim, he passes the mikvah. So how much Mayim Shuvim passes the mikvah? Meaning once you have 40 saw, 
I could put on all my Shuvin in the world, it's not going to do anything. Viharaya, every mikvah typically has the bar, which is your kasher mikvah, and they add water from the, from the, from the, uh, from the city. That ends up being the pool where people dip in, but they're not actually dipping in the bar. Another example is, let's say you even have, if you're dipping in the bar itself, you have your, your kalim mikvah. Let's assume you're actually toivling your kalim in the bar. So every time I toivle a glass and I pick it up and I pour it back in, I don't want the water. So that's my shuvim. Am I pasling the mikvah? Halach is once you have 40 saw, for all intents and purposes, you're good to go. Forever. Okay, until, until it goes below 40 saw. Some of the newer mikvahs, they build an alarm system inside the bar that anytime the water goes below 40 saw, an alarm goes off, and they, go, and they don't have to fix the mikvah. Okay, so how much water am I, if I pour into my swimming pool before I get 40 sa, does it get ruined? So, it has to be a, a hin of mayim shuvin, which Rashi says is yud beis lugin, and that's the, that's the size of a hin, which is a pretty big number. That's poisonous a mikvah. Now, why does he use the word hin? Just say yud beis lug. Shechayev adam loimer beloshin rabba. He had to say it in the in the in the way his rebbe said it. His rebbe said hin. So he said a hin. Okay. Shama omer tisha kaven, tisha kaven, which is which is a uh, thirty six lugin, which is much bigger. So according to according to beis shama, it might be very difficult. You need a lot of water. Mayim shuvin to passel your mikvah before you get the forty saw. Now, what's the Tisha Kabin coming from? We have the concept of Tisha Kabin we mentioned by Tilas Ezra. So Tisha Kabin is the amount of water that a person could totally take a full, nice shower in. So that's the concept of Tisha Kabin. We don't pass them like any of these. There were these two weavers. They came, meaning they were weavers. They weren't exactly uh, top salaried employees. They were just weavers, and they came from the Shar Ashba in Yerushalayim. And they testified They testified in the name of Shmai Vatayim, the, the Bali Machshava, right, that no one should give, them, give up from learning Torah. Even these two people, we paskin based on what they testified, and they paskin and they said, three lugin of Mayim Shuvin, which is about 36 ounces of Mayim Shuvin, poisonous hamikvah. So you take a. Uh, you take a quart, not a quart, it's a little more than a quart, of, you know, your big Snapple bottle, a big uh, jug of water, that would pass the a mikvah, v'kimu chacham mesterem, chacham go with this psak. So here we go, here's the second machlekes, shama and hila. V'idach, what's the third machlekes? So shama oimer, shama says it's the first mishnah in nida. Shama oimer, kol anashim dayan shatan, that women, when they, when they do a badika, when they see dam, so they're only tame from that point and on, and we don't have to assume anything they touched before is tame. The concept, the first uh, daf in Nida daf base tells us, based on the concept of chazaka, they had a chazaka that they were tar, and now they saw dab, so now they're tame. But anything they touched beforehand would still be tar. Vehilol says mipkida lipkida. She's anything that that she's touched since her last bedika that was tar. We, we're Matame. So let's say she did a Badika on Tuesday morning, and Tuesday morning she found that she was Tahar. Then she does another Badika, the second Badika is Thursday night, and now she sees she's Tame. According to Hillel, you gotta go all the way back to Tuesday morning. Everything she touches is Tame. Now, we didn't learn this in Chasen classes, so the Gemara tells us, the first Parakanida, this has nothing to do with Halacha Lamaisa Bismanazeh. This were all Chumras based on Tumavatahara. Halacha is today, first of all, it's not Nagea, we don't care about Tumavatahara, we care about. Uh, 
woman being being mutter to the husband, halach is we go by the chazaka that a woman is totally tar until she sees dam, then she will be tame. Fine, but that's just another machlekes. So we have Shammai says dayim uh, shatan. Whatever they see dam, that's when they're tame. Hil lemer mipkida lipkida. You go back to the original her last clean check. I feel the of it several days. It could be two weeks. She would be metame everything of the mafreya. So if you look in the Gemara Nida, it talks about that Chazal wanted her to keep on checking to not ruin Kachim. So that's uh, that's the Gemara there. V'chav ma'imrim, loike de rezev, loike de rezev. Not like Shammai, not like Hila, ela me'es la'es, ma'it al-yav b'kida That one of two things, either we'll go back to the last bedika or we'll go back 24 hours, but not further than 24 hours. So me'es la'es, if you go back to 24 hours, that's ma'it al-yav m'kida l'b'kida. So let's say she did a bedika on Tuesday, she was clean. Then she does a bedika on Thursday afternoon. So... The me'es is going back, you could only have to go back to Wednesday afternoon. That's me'mait. It minimizes al-yad me'pkid of what you would have to do had you had to go back to Tuesday morning. Additionally, me'pkid l'pkidah me'mait al-yad me'es You don't always have to go back 24 hours. Let's say she did a bedikah within the past 24 hours and she was tar. You'd only go back to that bedikah. You wouldn't have to go back to 24 hours before that. Fine. So these are three machloksin. We have Hill and Shammai, and that's it. Like Mar says, Vesuleka. You don't have any more. Vayikah. We have more. For example, there's a Mishnah in Chagiga. There's a concept that a person brings a carbon. You're supposed to do smicha. You have to lean, and you actually have to put your body weight on the carbon. The problem is you can't do that on Yantif. You can't ride an animal on Yantif. That's a Mishnah in Beitza. Gemara in Shabbos. Gemara in Beitza. Gemara in Chagiga. So Hill Oimer. Hill says, uh, You could do smicha on your animals on Yontif. That Chazal were not geyser when it comes to smicha. The Shammai, Shammai says, no, Shalai Lismach, you can't. Now, the Gemara Beitza says, because according to Shammai, you could do smicha the day before. You don't have to do smicha on Yontif. So Chazal did not see it necessary to be matir, smicha on Yontif. And according to Hillel, no, you can't do it the day before. You got to do it on that day. So therefore, we're going to wave the Dirabanan in order to fulfill the mitzvah of smicha. So you see, of another mach like this, Hill and Shammai. So the Gemara says, "Nah, keep coming, Rav Huna." When did Rav Huna say that we only have three? That's hechadaleka pluksa de rabfisa bahadei. Well, you didn't have a, a huge mach like this, but here in this case with the smicha, if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says this is a. a, a uh, old machlekes between Yosi ben Yoyezer and Yosi ben Yochanan. These are of, of Pirkeiava's fame. So this was an old machlekes, and that's why it's not counted in the list because it's not really a machlekes Shamin Hill. It's an old machlekes, and it was they were tamidim of the original machleksin. Good. Rav Beryl, what's your kasha? I'm saying it's not, it's not, it's, it's not ma'akev. What the smicha? Yeah, it is ma'akev. So Shammai says do it before, and they're not, and they're not makele to do it on yantiv. Do it before. Hillel says I can't do it before. I can't do it before yantiv. So I have no choice. I have to do it on yantiv. So therefore, he's matir to do it on yantiv because I couldn't have done it before. Okay. So at the end of the day, we have our th- three machlok. I we have another machlok. Yes. So the Gemara says. This is not a machlekes to hit the list, since this is an old machlekes between Yosef ben Yezer and Yosef ben Yochanan. I vayikar ha-boitzelagas, someone who picks his uh, grapes and he's going to go to the press. 
Now, when, you, when you're harvesting the grapes, some liquid is going to ooze out. The halach is that there's a concept, we had this in the previous few dafim, that in order for something to be mukshul akabatuma, it needs to get wet. And there are seven liquids that are mukshul akabatuma. One of them is yayin. So there's going to be some grape juice that squeezed out. So shama I'm a hukshur. Yes. So now this, these grapes are mukshur lekabotuma. You don't want that. You'd rather save the wine for the press. You don't want it to be squeezing at that point. And therefore, you're not too happy with the results. Loy hukshar. So you see from here that another machlokes shama and hello. So Gemara says no. Barmine, don't don't bring that. Barmine dahi. Why the hasam? Because hill the maskana was that Hill actually agreed to Shammai, and therefore he accepted. So it's not a machlekes, and therefore didn't make the list of Rav Huna's three machlekesim. Next, so Yosef. This is a previous gemara we had on Daf Yedal. Yosef ben Yehazar is tereid of Yosef ben Yechonin Shirushalayim. This is the first parak of Pirkei Avos brings down these two peers. So they said Gazru Tumal Eretz Amim. They made a gzera on Tuma on Eretz Amim and Chutz Laaretz that the land in Chutz Laaretz is Tame. Ve'al Kleis Chuches and on metal that I'm sorry on glass that glass is Makabel Tuma. So the Gemara says Harabonan the Shmoinim Shana Gazer. It was Rabbanan of eighty years, meaning the, the last eighty years. There was a certain time period, the eighty years before the destruction of Bayasheni, that it's called the Shmoinim Shana. The Rabbanan the Shmoinim Shana Gazer. It was the Rabbanon of the last 80 years. They made this Gezerah. And, and Yosef ben Yezer and Yosef ben Yechner were much, uh, were, were, were much before these last 80 years of the, of the base of Mekdash. How do we know that? Amr of Kahana, Kishachol Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosef, when Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosef, got sick, Shochuloi, Nacham sent him, and I said, Rabbi, Amr, Lona, Shnaim, Mishloisha, Dvar, Mishamat, Lona, Mishamabicha. Tell us two, three things that they say in the name of your father, which is Rabbi Yaisi. Shach Lahem, Kachamra, Abba, Meo, Shmanim, Shana. It was 180 years. Actually, Chorav, Abbaiis, before Chorban, Bayashani. So, Pashtamachas, Arshah, Yisrael, the Roman kingdom, became uh, spread and controlled Kla Yisrael. That was 180 years before. Shmanim, Shana, Shle, Chorav, Abbaiis, 80 years before the Chorban. And on glass, 40 years before the Chorban, the Sanhedrin left the Lishkas Hagazes, and it, they ended up sitting in a place called Chanuyas. Now the Gemara interrupts. What do I care that the Sanhedrin moved? So the Gemara says, They're not allowed to paskin. Uh, Dine Knas, which would be Kefel and Oynus Mufata, different halachas of Knas. The Gemara says, really? Dine Knas is Halach is, if you have a Bezin Smuchin, you're allowed to paskin Dine Knas. So it can't be that they couldn't uh, paskin Dine Knas. They were not able to don Dine Nefashis. The Gemara there brings Psukim that you can only paskin Dine Nefashis when the Sanhedrin is in its place in the Lishka Sagazes. Now, just the history is, why did they do this? Because nobody was listening to them anyways. So they felt, why should we paskin that this person's high Misa? So nobody, nobody's going to listen to us. So you'd rather avoid the whole thing, and they just left the Lishkas Hagazes. Okay, now at the end of the day, the Kasha is that we see that Eretz Amin was, was a geyser within the last 80 years of Chorban Abayas, and Yosef ben Yezer and Yosef ben Yerchan were much, were much before. And the Gemara says, V'chitim, you're going to tell me, B'shmoinim shonanami inu havu. Nah, they really were alive in the last 80 years. That's not true. V'atani, we learned in a b'risa. Hillel. Which is Hillel Azaki. Now, if you look in the first mish, the first parak in Pirkei it goes through the the 
the chronological order of all the uh, Tanoim. And Hill was much after, is after Yosef ben Yezer. So let's see, Hillel, the Shimon uh, Gamliel, so Hillel and his son Shimon, and Gamliel, which is his grandson, and the Shimon, which is from Shimon ben Gamliel, he was one of the Asar Rugimachos, Nagu Nesios So they were the family of the Nasi. They were Nesiyim Bifnehabayas. So just, if you just want to recall, so you have Hillel, Shimon is the son of Hillel. His son is Rabbi Gamliel. That's Rabbi Gamliel Hazakin that the, that the Mishnah is referred to. His son is Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, who was one of the Asarugi Machos. So they were Nagu Nesios Bifnehabayas Meishanos. So he had a hundred years. Within the last hundred years, they were Noyeg Nesias. They were the Nesim over that span. They were way before the Hillel and his family. As if, as you, when you see the uh, Perak in, in Avos, first Perak, you'll see when you look at the Seder Hadaras, they were much before. So you still have Akasha, how could you tell me that the Xera of, that the land of Eretz Amim was Tame, based on... Yosi ben ben, uh, ben and Yosi ben Yochanan. That's not true. We saw it was within the last eighty years, and they lived way before this. So the Gemara says, "Tesavam abeis ela asu inu." They came gozer uh, agusha. So in the, originally, Yosi ben Yezer and Yosi ben Yochanan were gozer just on agusha. Agusha is a clump of dirt, and a clump of dirt from Eretz Amim that is tame, uh, and that lisroif that you should burn. The avira and the ear of Yerushalayim, meaning I'm sorry, the ear of Chutz Laaretz, Veloiklum, that the ear is not tame, meaning there's no tum of oil, so you could be walking around in Chutz Laaretz, no problem. So that was the original takana. So let's go back. So Yosi ben Yezer, let's let's assume it's a couple hundred years before the Chorban Abayas. They were Gezer Agusha. Agusha means a gush, a clump of dirt. So the dirt outside of Eretz Yisrael is Tame. And that's Tame and Halach is Lisroif, you should burn it. V'avira, the ear. V'loiklum, nothing. V'asu, Rabbanon, the Shwanim Shana. And these Rabbanon from the last 80 years, they came and they were Goizer Avira Litlois. That they added that the Avir, which is the Oihel, on in, in Chotzlaretz, just by walking around, Litlois, a person should be Tyler, you should not burn the Truma, but you cannot eat Truma that that left Eretz Yisrael because the Avir itself is Tameh. So the Gemara says, Lememra, the Chadlik Zir to Havu, Lisreifa, you're going to tell me that the original Xera was that they should burn it? Va'amar Ilfo, Ilfo said, we had this a few, uh, yesterday's daf, Yadayim, when it comes to Stam Yadayim that are Tameh, Tchilas Gezeras and Lisreifa, the original Gezera was that they should be burnt, meaning anything that Stam Yadayim touched, if they touched Truma, that Truma should be burnt. Now, what do you see from there? Yadayim, who did Tchilas Gezeras and Lisreifa? Only Tomas Yadayim did they say originally that whatever touches should be burnt. But all the other Gezeras, Takanas of Toma, they didn't say it should be burnt. So don't tell me that the original Gezeras on the land of Chutzlaretz, that anything that, that, that if it touched Truma, you would have to burn it. That's not true. According to Ilfa, only one thing, Toma Sedayim. Ella, rather, also inu, Gazaragusha. Originally, Yosef ben Yezer and Yosef ben Yechanan, a few hundred years before the Chorborn, they came, they were Gazaragusha Litlais. They were Gazar on the Gush, the land of Eretz Amim and Chutzlaretz, that you do not burn the Truma, but if Truma touches that land, Maga, then you would be toilet. You would suspend it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to eat it, but you wouldn't burn it. Va'avir, or about the ear, just walking outside in, uh, Eretz, in Eretz Amim, Veloiklum, 
no problem. And came on the Rabbanon So if they added that anything that the gush, the ground would touch, that would cause truma to be burnt. So they added that. The avira, and now they added also that the avira, just the ear, in chutzla aretz, is tuma litlois, that you would be toilet truma, you wouldn't be able to eat it, but you wouldn't be able to burn it. So the Gemara says, fine, so far so good. However, va'akati ba'usha, gazer, it was, it was actually, we know, that it was geyser and usha, which is after the Chorban Abayas. The Mishnah tells us, the Gemara tells us that after the Chorban Abayas, the Sanhedrin moved from place to place, from Yavne, Pompadisa, to Usha, different places that the Sanhedrin uh, went. One of them was Usha, this is after the Chorban Abayas, and that's when they made this Gezerah. So which one is it? Is it Yosef Ben Yezer? Is it the Rabban and the Shemanim Shana? Is it Usha? How do we know it's an Usha? The time went in a Mishnah and Taharas. Al Shisha Sveikos, six Sveikos, Sarfines the Truma. They burned the Truma on six Sveikos. Uh, we paskin as if it's Tame Bavadai, and you burn Truma if you have one of these Sveikos. Number one, Al Safek Besapras, you have a plowed over uh, a field that had a grave in it, that had a kever, and it got lost. So if you have a Safek of a Besapras, and that touches Truma, you have to burn it. Al Safek Afar Habam Eret Ha'amim. You have a Safek. On, meaning someone touched something, and you have a suffix if there was a kever mace or this is offer from Eretz Amim, you would burn you would burn the truma. Vasafik big day amarts. You have a suffix of an amarts, which is the suffix is maybe his wife Bishas Nida sat on it, and it's Tame Tuma Midras. So therefore, there's a suffix, and that's the big day amarts. So they have to burn. Meaning, I'm sorry, th- this you would have to, if it touched Truma, you would have to burn. Let's say you find pots in the street, Kalim, and we're not sure if it's Tuma or Tahara, and someone dropped his Truma pretzels on that Kali. Halacha is, it's another suffix, and you burn. So that's number four. Number five, if you see spit, so it might be the Roik of a Zav, which is halachically has the same status of a Zav, and it would be. And let's say that touched that touched uh, your truma. So even though it's a suffix, I don't know if the spit came from the zav. Halacha is you burn it. So that's number five. And number six, and you have urine. Even if you think it's from a, a, a person, so it's near of a So I have reason to say. It's from an animal, not from a person. And even if it's from a person, I have a suffix, maybe he's tar or tame. Still, they said if truma touches the meraglayim, that would make it tame and you'd burn it uh, for, for this uh, tuma. Okay, so the Gemara says, Avadan Magon. Now the Mishnah explains, if you for sure touched it, but suffix tumasan, we're not sure if it was tame. So then, surfin ala truma. So according to the Tanakama, all the sveikas were, whereas I know I for sure touched it. The suffix was, what is the status of these things? On the base of pras, on the, all these other things. So, even if you're not even sure if you touched it, if it's prashus hayachid, and prashus hayachid alacha is sveikai tamay, surfin you would still burn. The chacham say no, prashus hayachid toilin, and prashus harabim toherin. And prashus hayachid, they'll be toilet. You would suspend it, you wouldn't burn it, but you wouldn't be able to eat it. But Shusarabim, if the suffix was in Shusarabim, to hire it, meaning you're not sure if you even touched it. So I don't know if I even touched it. And it's a suffix if it's tummy or not. So Shusarabim, we will be Mako. 
And Amar Ula, and this is the point that we're waiting for, Amar Ula, Elu Shisha Sekois, Ba'ushes, Kino, these six Sekois were Masakin in Usha. So Usha is much later. So now I have three different times where we're calling this Gezeira of Tumas Eretz Amin. Number one was Yosi ben Ezer and Yosi ben Yoichanan. Number two was was the Rabbanim of Shmoinim Shana. And then I also have this concept of Usha. So what's going on here? So Ella, and we'll finish with this. Ella also Inu, original peer, was Yosi ben Yezer, Yosi ben Yoichanan, Gozer Agusha. They only were Gozer on the gush, on the actual dirt, the clump of dirt in Eretz Amim, that's Tame. Someone who touches it, Tumas Maga, then that Truma becomes Tame. But that Tuma is only Litlice. You wouldn't burn the Truma. You only toilet it, you have to suspend it, you cannot eat it, but you cannot burn it. That's the original Takana. What about Avira? What about the ear? No problem, Veloiklum. They were not goys or anything on the Avir, on the ear of Eretz Amin. Va'asu Rabbanon, the Shemayim Shana, and the Rabbanon that came later in the final 80 years of the Beis HaMikdash, Beis HaMikdash HaSheni, they were gozer. They were gozer Edi Ve'idi, Litlice. They were gozer that both Maga on the Gush, touching of the dirt in Eretz Amim, and Avir, so they added Avir, but only Litlice, meaning you wouldn't be able to burn it, but you wouldn't be able to eat it anymore if Truma touched the Avir or Truma touched the, the Gush. Va'asu Ba'usha came along the Sanhedrin, they, they were, they, they were uh, exiled into Usha many years after the Chorban Abayas, so it's a much later Takana, and Gazer Agusha Lisroif, Ve'avira. They were geyser on gush, right? that if it actually touches the guf of Eretz Amim, we're going to be so machmer, you have to burn it. What about Avira? They left it as is. So basically, just to summarize what we just had. So the Gemara was just a, we are just exp- uh, figuring out the three takanas, the three machleks in between Shammai and Hillel. We ended up with three. We don't include the one that Shammai agreed, to, that Hill agreed to Shammai, and we don't include the one that it was an old Machlekes. So that's number one part of the the daf. The second part of the daf was this concept of the of the uh, Tumas Ha'amim that you have the gush of the Tumas Ha'amim that outside of Eretz Yisrael there's 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 Tuma. So the question was, who was the original Takana? Was it Yosi ben Ezer and Yosi ben Yochanan? Was it in the last 80 years, and was or was it in Usha? So we came to a conclusion that there was an original Takana, and each one added something, and that's how you have your Takana of Tumas Eretz Amin. Okay, Yashikoyach. We'll stop here.